Welcome to Gu Dao Jingxing, Walking the Timeless Way Today, a podcast that digs deeply into the ancient texts of Dao De Jing to uncover its timeless wisdom and discuss how to apply it to today's chaotic world. I'm Ian Felton, a practicing psychotherapist and coder, and I'm joined by my co-host and executive coach and consultant, David Wong. Morning, David. Good morning, Ian. Good to see you again. Yeah, it's good to see you. So, so here we are after at least what two at least two years of studying this lovely text together, and and today's our our very first podcast that we've been practicing for 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 quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Time really flies. You know, I uh, I'm very excited about this uh, uh, podcast. Um, you know, I, I think it feels like we're taking our study session, you and me, uh, to the larger world and share with more people. So it's really, really exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it too. And and I think we 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 took a lot of time getting to this point where you and I would get together and and every week we would study a different chapter of Tao Te Ching and and we we had this realization one day that our conversations might be interesting to some other people. We, we don't know how many other people, but at least a few other people. And, and the main reason that I had for that was that when, when I started studying the Chinese language, one of the most important reasons for me, I had a long-term goal of, I want to study this text, Tao Te Ching, in in Chinese, because I've I've always, since I discovered the text, have been really in love with its simplicity and its poetry, but also the breadth and and depth of the philosophy in it that um, it, it's hard to really find any other equivalent in in all the different philosophical texts that I've read, particularly Western philosophy, which tends to generate thousands of pages of, of dense vocabulary. And, and in comparison, the Tao Te Ching, I think, says so much with so little words. And so I wanted to study the Chinese language so I could get closer to that heart of it. And then when, when you and I met, I had the opportunity to do that. And I felt like, wow, there's got to be some other people out there who would, would want to get in on this because it's such a rare opportunity. I don't know how many other Westerners are, are, are able to do this, but I know that there's tons of Westerners that love Tao Te Ching and have probably read different translations, but I'm not sure how many of them get an intimate view of the the text in um, the lens of the Chinese language, and and so we wanted to give that to people. Obviously, you don't have to speak Chinese to do to be in our, our conversations, but we are going to pull people closer to you know the heart of it, to, to Chinese culture, to the Chinese characters. We want it to be a, a gentle, open, and, and inviting podcast. Um, that maybe takes you in a in a uh, gives you some perspectives on the text that that maybe you haven't had in in a lot of your other previous 
um, acquaintances with this beautiful text. Well, hopefully through this podcast, we'll find out. Uh, it's really amazing to uh, uh, to to see you and uh, hear about uh, you know the the long background uh, you know about your interest in uh, Dao De Jing and you set your mind on Dao De Jing uh, even you know from the very beginning when you started to learn about uh, uh, to learn Chinese. Um, you know, one of the things, the statistics I heard about is, uh, you know, uh, you know, in, in addition to the Bible, uh, Dao De Jing is what actually has been one of the best-selling uh, books uh, in the world. Uh, there must wow. be a, a reason for that. I think mm-hmm. uh, in the West, uh, you know, there's a, there's a widespread interest in the art of war. And in fact, the art of war... Uh, you know, and you're talking about the Sun, the Sun Tzu book? The yes, yes, Sun Tzu? yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, according to some researchers, there's an, uh, the art of war derived some of the Taoist idea from Laozi uh, and, and also tried to apply that uh, in, the, in warfare. So that's kind mm-hmm. of a very interesting. And besides the, uh, you know, the wars, the peace and the war, uh, you know, it seems to me that it has a broader application uh, in our lives. You know, mm. hopefully, you know, we can uh, share our discussion, share our thoughts, and also we'll invite, as you said, you know, some more thoughts, some more ideas and uh, uh, inspirations and insights by bringing more people into, you know, this study group. You know, so in, in other words, mm-hmm. I feel like, we are broadening our study group. We've been doing that together for two years now, and now it's time to, uh, you know, to invite you know more people, uh, because I think uh, we are all living in this crazy times. You know, I part of the reason I enjoy our studying uh, is every week uh, we can take a step back from our busy, crazy lives. And 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 over a cup of tea, you know, we can discuss Laozi uh, on a quiet, you know, Saturday morning. Yeah, it's 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 truly been um, a major highlight in, in my life since we've been doing it, and and specifically for the reasons that you just articulated, which is that we're trying to make this text come to life in our lives that we're not just studying it kind of oh like a scholar and, and, or like a, yeah like a scholarly approach i mean yeah we yeah. we we might get into some of that stuff a, a little bit because it's interesting yeah but but we're not doing it just to kind of be like academic about it. i mean we want to bring the text to life and you and i have talked you know every time we meet we're we talk about you know, how can how can I apply this? Like it, it always resonates so much what we read generally. I mean, every now and then there might be a, a line or two where it's it's kind of you know challenging to try to put it in today's world. But overall, we see you know this guy that wrote this text or whoever it was, you know, really had some deep wisdom and some deep insight into life. So how can I, what's timeless about it and what can we do with it today in, in this world that's so chaotic? Because I mean, 
that's what Lao Tzu was was saying is that yeah the world is chaotic but here's some ways of navigating it and so when we talk about walking the timeless way today what we're saying is things really have it's yes it seems incredibly chaotic and it is but at the same time it's always been kind of chaotic since civilization kind of uh, emerged the way that it did and there's been people who had the benefit of you know a pre-technological era that has uh, i think a unique perspective to bring on things and, and what you and i have kind of seen is that that perspective can be very useful to today exactly uh in fact uh you know when we think about it uh this uh lao Tzu, uh even though some people would argue he's a legendary figure uh lived in the sixth century B, uh, bc and uh, he also lived in a very chaotic time when uh you know the zhou dynasty declined you know he was working you know, according to the legend, he was working mm. in the uh, the royal uh, archive as a mm. you know as a keeper, and he must have read a lot of books about uh, even times you know before uh, his uh, you know his era, uh, you mm. know the ups and downs, the uh, cyclical uh, nature of things. So I sort of see a lot of parallels in. Uh, his, his life and our life. And, uh, you know, as you said, uh, you know, how are we going to, uh, you know, really distill, you know, from this ancient text, uh, kind of a get over the, the barriers of language and a get into the, the wisdom of it. So to a lot, to me, it's like, a, you know, drinking tea in a really the sip, uh, you know, have, have a sip and really kind of uh, savor the taste of it, uh, you know, mm-hmm. from the this kind of a timeless wisdom. Yeah, I love the way that you put it with that, that, you know, our approach to this is, let's take one chapter, which when it's written in Chinese language, one chapter might be four sentences, might be eight sentences, not very mm-hmm. many at all, but we'll spend you know, a full hour discussing those sentences, breaking down those sentences, looking at what are the key ideas, what are the key kind of concepts, and and one, trying to put it in the context of, of Chinese culture and, and kind of bridging that gap for Westerners that probably aren't familiar with it. But then... Um, and maybe that's not true because I think that actually a lot of Eastern philosophy has obviously, you know, been um, incorporated in, in Western thought over the most recent decades. But you know, we want to bring that depth even um, more to the surface and point things out that are are significant. But I like what you pointed out, which is that you know Lao Tzu was someone who had access to all of the wisdom of his time mm. and 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 so here's someone if he was sort of had access to all the records and and books and and was spending his time really immersed in all that what sort of wisdom that we don't even you know as as an entire species probably have 
access to anymore because who knows what those records were stored on. And since Lao Tzu's time is about as old a civilization as we kind of have our, our pulse on, the wisdom that he probably had immediate access to was was probably a lot of oral traditions mm-hmm. and 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 a lot of things that um, just weren't necessarily written down, but only were kind of known about through being a living person at that time. And so the the fact that he found a way somehow to put all that into these eighty one chapters. And and that you and I can sit here each week and and you know, look at the language, look at the characters and and try to you know, integrate that in our daily lives. I mean, it's it's it, it's kind of amazing. It is amazing. I, I feel like it's, uh, you know, living in our time, you know, we have the benefits of, uh, you know, uh, harvesting and. Uh, and the feasting on that wisdom, because uh, I think uh, you know, think about the time t- uh, we we are living in. I feel like we're you know, as a species or as individuals, you know, we feel uh, you know, we face a lot of challenges. You know, some even existential uh, challenges. Uh, you know, uh, for uh, for for mankind uh, at this time. Uh, so, I think. You know, it's it it, it it it's very beneficial to uh, to uh, you know t- take a step back and uh, look at our own way of thinking because mm-hmm. uh, you know as Einstein said, sometimes in order to solve the problem, you have to rise above the dimension where you created the problem. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the problems we face today, uh, if we are just uh, follow. You know, uh, you know, our by default, you know, the way of thinking, uh, maybe we're not going anywhere. Uh, but by going back over time, by looking across different cultures, you know, we may have the potential to uh, benefit from those things. We, you know, for whatever reason, we may, you know, have forgot, forgotten. Um, so that's the way I see uh, you know the significance of our, uh, you know, studying it and taking time to discuss it uh, between us and uh, among ourselves. Yeah, so so well put. And and I'm wondering now if um, you know we've kind of given our listeners the the reason why we're inviting them in and and, and what's in it for them, but they probably also want to know a little bit about us and, and how we met and our kind of path that that's led up to here. And, and so, you know, I, I want to invite you to, you know, talk a little, you know, introduce yourself, David, and um, we can certainly just kind of start talking about, you know, just, just our, our history and, and our history together studying Tao Te Ching. Yeah. And uh, hopefully in the future, you know, we, when our community, you know, expands, you know, we can get to know more people. So I think mm-hmm. that story, that personal story is a, a, a integral part of uh, what we are discussing, because I think that makes, uh, you know, our discussion more interesting. There's the mm. personal, 
and there's the universal. So let me、mm-hmm. just share a little bit about my、uh, my journey.、Um, you know, I was born and and grew up、uh, in China、uh, in a city called Nanjing, and that city is、uh, in itself is a historical、uh, and cultural city,、uh, very、uh, close to the、uh, Yangtze River.、Um, mm. So、uh, you know, I remember the place I was born. There was actually a Taoist、uh, temple, you know,、oh, wow. for for for, for thousands, you know, for thousands of years. So, like my grandpa、uh, used to point、uh, at that、uh, temple and said, "You know what? You know all these、uh, famous people, like、uh, poets and uh, uh, of different eras, they came and they 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 write poems about it,、uh, about、mm. that temple."、Um, so, at the same time, I remember. The first time when I got to know about Dao De Jing was through,、uh, you know, this,、uh, you know,、uh, you know, my grandpa asked me to recite the Dao Ke Dao Fei Chang Dao. You know, the actually the、mm-hmm. first few lines、yeah. of、uh, Dao De Jing.、Uh, that's that was my kind of an early memory.、Um, you know,、uh, kind of a, a long story short,、uh, in the 1990s,、uh, I.、Uh, You know, made a decision to come to the U.S. to study in college. You know, as an international student, because、uh, at that time, you know,、um, U.S.、Uh, you know is the I think it's a role model for many people around the world.、Mm. You know how、mm. it was so、um, uh, uh, developed and uh, and uh, and has its、uh, technologies and great ideas. A lot of great things. Uh, came out of this country, you know. We,、uh, I remember、uh, at a school, the, a boarding school I attended in China.、Uh, we had American teachers. You know,、mm-hmm. I made friends with them. I showed them around my city. But at the same time, I was like a sponge. You know, I I want、mm-hmm. to soak in all the great、mm-hmm. stuff about uh, uh, Jack. My,、uh, you know, like、uh, Michael Jackson. You know,、mm-hmm. uh, so she. She was actually from Seattle, and she is.、Uh, um, she came to China to teach、uh, English, but at the same time, she was interested in uh, uh, in Tai Chi. So she、mm. learned the Tai Chi while she was teaching in in in,、uh, in my school. And uh, now, uh, and uh, then after she returned to the Seattle, she started a business, like、uh, you know, open up a studio. And teaching micro Microsoft executives Tai Chi,、mm, you、wow. know. So yeah, so、uh, you know that kind of、uh, exchange and uh, friendship, uh, you know, formulates my fascination with this country. So in the、mm. early nineties, I decided to、uh, come here to study in college, and、uh, I, I came to uh, uh, Harvard to study. Uh, uh, to to major in government, but even、uh, as an undergraduate, there are a lot of courses about、uh, Western civilization.、Uh, you know, one of the、uh, memorable courses is, is actually Renaissance Florence.、Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we have a fabulous uh, like a uh, professor who you know shared with us you know this、uh, a lot of the the Dante and you know Dante and Medici and all these、mm-hmm. uh, you know great ideas and. And the figures、uh, in the West, so that's kind of my educational background、mm-hmm. that、uh, you know 
mixed, you know, the Chinese uh, tradition with the uh, Western tradition. And in all of studying and, uh, you know, delving in all of these, um, I think it's fascinating, uh, you know, together with my experience of living in this country for a long time, I felt actually, you know, in the news media, people talked about how people are different. But to me, the more I live across cultures, the more I feel actually there are more similarities at a deeper level. We just didn't go very far. We also say, oh, you know, uh, these guys eat with chopsticks and these guys will <laughs> eat with forks. You know, that's very superficial. Um, yeah. You know, we just haven't spent enough time together to understand that, that deeper connection uh, mm -hmm. between all of us. So, uh, so again, you know, I, I think that's the uh, a college experience. And then later on, I went into consulting uh, the uh, industry and uh, basically to help um, uh, companies, uh, you know, uh, compete and uh, thrive through all kinds of changes. And now what I'm doing is executive coach uh, to help uh, these uh, managers and corporations and uh, uh, the senior executives become better leaders. And from mm -hmm. that perspective, you know, I appreciate more. Uh, for example, what that true power is. Uh, you know, some of the inspirations came from Lao Tzu mm. because the true power uh, in the corporate environment is not necessarily the positional power you have. A lot mm. of that has to do with influence. That influence mm. is very soft and it's built upon trust, building, built upon a person's character. So... Again, mm. you know, there's uh, a lot of the things I picked up uh, from, you know, uh, Lao Tzu. And also I learned in college, like say, and after college about, you know, the founding fathers like, uh, you, know, Benjamin, you know, Benjamin Franklin or Thomas Jefferson, or later on, even like Henry, Thur you know, Henry David Thoreau and uh, Emerson. Mm. I feel these people you know, they have given a lot of thought to the human nature or human mm. condition that sometimes in our rush in life, we basically, we ignore them. We, we, we don't, we've, we've forgotten them. And what if we bring in all these treasures to the table, uh, you know, today mm. and see what's there and see how much we can, apply those and integrate those into our daily life would that life will be better mm -hmm. i believe so mm -hmm. and 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 i love everything that you you said and um and again just really feel really grateful that we were able to to meet just just because of your your passion for life and, and understanding and all these things and there was something really interesting what you said about, you know, the true power is soft. And, and you were talking about when you, when you said that, um, you know, I study Tai Chi too, or Tai Chi. Tai Chi. Um, uh -huh. and, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and it truly is uh, uh, a martial art where, where the power is, is soft. And so, 
um, you know, very much complementing what you're saying, which is that in in this you know, Chinese martial art, very much rooted in in the philosophy of China, that it's also a manifestation of of this soft power, and and a lot of the philosophy of um, Tao Te Ching, and 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 so. You know, my background is obviously much, much different than yours. You know, I come from Appalachia and West Virginia. Um, we're about the same same age. I think you're you're a few years older than me. But um, I started college in 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 West Virginia, and that is that was when my exposure to to Tao Te Ching began. So obviously, I grew up in a place where no exposure to anything other than you know christianity and and anything outside of that would have been seen as kind of weird and and why are you reading that and like what is that weird stuff and it would have been particularly at that time uh it would not have been looked at as 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 something i i I should be reading (laughs) or doing something with but when i went to college i had always had a search for the the truth if if you will and and while i i know better now that you know there is no truth with a capital t, t. but but mm-hmm. but human truth certainly is a thing and and wisdom of human experience is certainly a thing and and cultivating relationships around it is certainly a, a thing and so you know my interest with with this text goes back quite a quite a way and also someone who studied a lot of philosophy i i was a, a software engineer and coder for a really long time and and still am but yes, i went back to, i remember mm-hmm. uh, uh the book that you wrote uh and mm. shared with that book i was quite fascinated by a tech guy who has this deep interest in humanities you know like how to that bring together so you are just not uh, you know, I, I think uh, that book is uh, the title itself. It's very interesting. Uh, mm, maybe so, yeah. you know, you know, can you share with uh, you know uh, our listener, you know, some backstory, you know, uh, around that book and you know what you had in mind when you decide to write about it. Sure. So you know, I, I did write a book back in 2015 called "The Coding Samurai," and and. It essentially, you know, following in my love of Eastern philosophy, I had read a book called *The Code of the Samurai*, which was essentially about, um, you know, the 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 code that um, um, samurais would follow, and there was a chapter kind of that kind of detailed some essential um, way of of being that they should should follow, and. I, I thought, wow, again, kind of going back to applying ancient wisdom to today, I said, mm. you know, you could apply this as a software developer. And, and, and because of my experience, I thought, well, I want to write a sci-fi novel that's kind of fun and interesting and, and talks about it, builds a, a near future world, but also follows the life of a new software developer. And sort of each chapter he kind of learns this lesson based upon the samurai code and and so just definitely another 
example of my interest in, in that philosophy and how to apply it, which I'm a, I'm a psychotherapist now. I went back and got my master's. I'm a, I'm a licensed psychotherapist. And, and so I want to apply things. I want to study philosophy. I want to study the research, but then I want to apply it. I, I want to make my life better. I want to make other people's lives better. That book was definitely an example of that. My career is a is an example of that the the software products that I still build are built in that of trying to help people apply things to make their their life better and um and obviously our relationship is is an example of that and so since we just have a few minutes left today you know I think it's also probably worth mentioning to our listeners um how we met how this relationship got got going and, and what we've been up to for the past couple of years. Well, my, my version of the story, so I'll tell my version and then, uh, and then uh, you can share uh, from your perspective. My version of the story is, uh, uh, I remember uh, a few years ago, we had, uh, you know, we used to be neighbors. We had a, you know, community event where mm. you and Jan uh, presented from one of your recent trips, either mm. from Cuba or Antarctica. You know, it's fabulous mm. that uh, you show all these uh, great slides about, uh, uh, you know, uh, wildlife and human life. So that really uh, caught my attention and interest. And then afterwards, I stay uh, at the event. Uh, you know, we had a conversation. You showed me the, uh, the, I, the on your iPhone, there's a Chinese app and you are taking Chinese lessons. And I said to myself, wow, that's quite interesting because I find another learner because, you know, I myself want to take in as much as possible, you know, from what life, you know, has to offer. So that's kind of really uh, started, you know, this, uh, you know, uh, exploration. And, uh, you know, after several conversations, we all shared uh, passion in philosophy and in, uh, you know, Taoism and Lao Tzu. So here we are, uh, uh, you know, uh, two years later. Yeah, I, I remember that 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 day very well. And I remember for a while we, we we weren't able to link up. I think like we tried to share WeChat IDs and somehow like we, we weren't able to link up and some time went by. And we finally started making it happen. We started meeting on the weekends and studying. And I remember it was the very first time that, um, you know, your wife, Yating, and, and, and my significant other, Jen, we all went out to dinner. And of course, that was the, the day that you also said, oh, we're, we're moving to Florida. Yes. And, 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 I, and just how disappointed I was that we had just kind of started this journey together and you were moving. But, but that didn't, we didn't let it stop us, that we, we kept meeting every week. Um, using Skype, we kept the conversations going, we kept the relationship going. And um, I, I know for the listener, just to set it up for them, we're, we're about 61 chapters into Tao Te Ching, and, and we're not going to go back to chapter one. Um, we're going we're gonna to continue our progress. And so, you know, the, the next episode, we're kind of kind of going to be like right in, in the middle of, of the text. And that's fine because 
every chapter kind of has its own message. You do, you don't have to read Tao Te Ching in in order. And eventually we'll get through the book and go back to chapter one and we'll make sure that we do an episode for for each chapter. But essentially what you're doing is is coming into David and I's conversation where we're at after um, years of studying together and and working through this book very diligently together um, one 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 week, one chapter at a time. And so I'm no, I'm super excited for us to kind of take this next step. I'm excited too. And uh, to our listeners, uh, welcome. Uh, welcome to join us. And uh, together, we uh, explore the wisdom of Laozi and uh, walk uh, the timeless way uh, in our times. All right, David. Well, I think that's about all the time we have today. But yeah, just a, a thank you again for spending another Saturday morning with me and we'll see you next time. See you.